<laughs> you got this. Hello. Hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. How are you, my friend? I am good. I'm a little bit hungover. All I've been asleep all afternoon, so I don't feel too bad now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's good to be hungover on a day where you don't have to accomplish anything. Yeah, it's not even a bad hangover. I had like three drinks and a shot of Sambuca. That was it. But it was just fun. Nice. Although I was out with my kids. Like I, I, was, I went to a 40th birthday party yeah. at a community center, which is about 30 second walk from where I live so it was all good and my kids came with me and my son was like oh I'm gonna take my drink and go home <laughs> so he went home and my daughter stayed and she's 11 and I just really wanted to get drunk with her <laughs> and I was really like oh I'm having this really like overwhelming urges just to buy her a shot and I was like Joe you're 11 uh, she's 11 yeah. like not yet yeah yeah it was quite funny but um yeah so we had a good night. Nice. Yeah, we've just been had a nice kind of lazy week getting home to our place and went swimming and just kind of being super lazy, which is exactly what I want to be doing on my summer break. So have you yeah. seen your, your nudist handyman this week? No, haven't seen him around. No, he hasn't. He hasn't come by. But I'm sure if I asked him to help me do something, he would, which is nice to know. But no, the nudist is whatever. Good for him. Well, uh, I've, I've um, been speaking. My husband is still away. So I've been speaking to him um, most days. But I had a really weird um, kind of flashback in the week where because obviously when he was in the midst of this affair we were living in separate countries and so our relationship was essentially over the phone mm -hmm. and so when I was on the phone to him the other day I had a really weird kind of deja vu flashback type feeling with him on the end of the phone mm -hmm. um, which wasn't very nice and I messaged him just saying I'm feeling really insecure this just feels like it you know it felt before and he was all you know reassuring me but it's just horrible it's that feeling of not being in control like he's halfway around the world like what am I gonna what can yeah. I do you know yeah and your your whole body's just trying to protect you right it's like danger this could be the same this feels familiar this yeah and I just yeah. felt, felt sick and I just had to really um just kind of throw myself into my decorating and um yeah, but it doesn't really go. It's not, it's nowhere near as bad, but it's no. just those little triggers and those little reminders and those little, like, it's like deja vu. I'm like, oh, I recognize this feeling. Or yeah. it, it may have been how he was talking to me or kind of, oh, you know, telling me about what he was doing. And it's that same kind of aloofness. Just, yeah. 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 Uh, being like long distance is so hard, like being away and the phone and it's hard because you're probably dealing with the time change too. And it's just so tricky not to read into people's tones or yeah, sometimes you're not in a chatty mood when it's the time you're supposed to be chatting and yeah, yeah. and I just find myself getting resentful, which is just an old habit of mine in that 
um he's away a lot obviously with the army and I get very resentful that oh yeah you're away having a great time having a holiday like I've never spent two weeks away from my children ever like never I get get really annoyed at that and and I do find myself being really oh well I hope you're having a nice time while I'm here you know running the kids around and you really need time off like I've been with my daughter now you know since June so yeah and my ex is away so I haven't had a break like I'd have to pay a babysitter I tried to get her a play date but the person who she wanted to play date wasn't available so I'm really feeling that now especially being home with my family and not she was really clinging to me and I'm just craving like a day to myself so yeah she's gonna go off and visit him next Monday so a week from tomorrow yeah and my husband's taking the kids camping when he comes back he's coming back on Wednesday next week he's taking them off camping for five days but I still find myself being a bit snitchy and just saying things and then I worry that oh you know then he's gonna get funny with me and like it's just go I'll just go around in circles yeah yeah Oh, God, that's so stressful. Speaking of resentment, it made me think of um, last week we talked about anger a lot and we answered that person's uh, email. But after we hung up the next day, I I saw that quote that I sent you, that Maya Angelou quote, which was basically. I have it point- here. Yeah, just pointing out that there's a difference between anger and resentment and so yeah read it out because it was a good one it was really good and it was exactly what we were talking about yeah um so she says and I love Maya Angelou just love her uh you should be angry you must not be bitter bitterness is like cancer it eats upon the host it doesn't do anything to the object of its displeasure so use that anger, yes. You write it, you paint it, you dance it, you march it, you vote it, you do everything about it, you talk it, never stop talking it. And I loved it. I loved that yeah. quote because it's kind of what you actually said is like channel it into something. You know, you, you know like yeah. we were talking about music, some of the best music is written from um, yeah. your emotions and the anger of something happening or people, you know, they change laws and they – do all yes. kinds of things from feeling wronged and feeling or, angry. Uh, yeah, so. or injustices. And and it's just that, like, I've really learned to make, not make friends with my anger, but allow it and kind of recognize that it's it's my self-worth. And the, diff, the, the part I don't want to attach to is that bitterness part. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to become or invite that into my psyche. Yeah. You know? So I that's just a, that's, that's a, a thin perfect. line though, isn't it? Like it where is. where does the where does anger stop and bitterness start? Yeah. I um it's interesting. I had a friend pop by yesterday just for a little visit and a popsicle on my back deck. And normally, you know, I would be bitching about my ex or because um he knew him too and I just found myself going, no, I'm not going to talk about him today. I'm not going to, that's not going to be the focus of my conversation. So I just listened to my friend talk about his new boyfriend and um, yeah, we just talked about other stuff and I just thought, oh, okay, felt kind of good not to, 
always have that. I, yeah, I don't want that to be always the first thing I need to vent about. It's hard though, isn't it? It's It's so so hard. hard. And I'm still having little, you know, flashbacks still like the other day I was for some reason thinking about New Year's Eve. And then I thought, oh God, because when we, the New Year's Eve, the affair was happening, we were visiting him in the city where he was and we were having a New Year's celebration with some friends of ours who also had kids our daughter's age and, you know, we had a lovely night and we did like an early countdown for the kids and then we went back and I put my daughter to bed and then I just thought, oh, I bet he stayed up and was texting her or who knows, like, I just that how can they do that you know how can they yeah. look at look at their friends and yeah just the I just felt so angry again and so upset again yeah yeah and I think it's where like yeah where does anger stop and bitterness start like how do you know you're slipping from mm. anger into bitterness or resentment because you know there's you've got these feelings about the husband obviously or the betrayer and what they did and then you've got the feelings about the affair partner and their role in it and depending on how they behave um which is often quite arrogant and um just not very nice um a bit superior I mean in my case it was kind of this superiority complex and this um oh, I'm such a victim, you know, he told me this, that and the other, and I've absolutely got no responsibility in this at all. Um, And then you've got all these feelings about the the actions that they took and the things that they did and how you were just collateral damage, which nobody ever considered your feelings. And then you're left with all of that. We've talked about it before. And you we are as as wives left with kind of wanting to vent and want to, I want to say this and I want to do this and yeah. I want to make them feel the stupid idiot that they are or the stupid bitch that they are or whatever. And it, and you just go round and round and round in your head. If I see them, I'm going to say this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, like if we want to, we talk a lot and we joke about sending the shit in the posts and stuff like that because we want them to feel like shit or we want to point out what a terrible, awful despicable thing they've done but mm-hmm. is it actually going to do that is is it like like is that anger is that bitterness like where's the line and yeah. and is it ever going to be a res- resolution to anything or at some point do we have to go do you know what i just need to fucking move on yeah i yeah i don't know i don't know i guess to me the bitterness side would be just feeling bitter every day like feeling negative towards all men all day long which I definitely have days where I just cannot stand men but um yeah, I guess I that gnawing that just that yeah really... or I don't want it to like filter how I see everything yeah you know I don't want it to like sneak into you know I still want my daughter to believe in love or to believe in that there are healthy relationships or there are um yeah I don't know I just don't know but I I really like the idea of 
I like the idea of, you know, claiming the anger, using the anger, writing yeah. the anger, and like never stop talking. Like I just, yeah, I think you need to do that until you get it out of your system or you you found a way to use it towards something positive or something um, helpful or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But the bitterness, what what good is that doing? You know, just the like snarky comments, the, yeah, I guess it's just like that unhelpful, unuseful, negative um, attitude, I guess, is bitterness. What yeah, do you think? Where it just, what do you yeah, think? I think, yeah, where it just eats you up. Yeah. Like, and you do, yeah, you become hateful, I guess, is yeah. the bitterness is where you become hateful. But I just feel like that, I think then the anger stays. <laughs> the anger doesn't no. really reside, does it? I think that's where I'm worried, like, that my anger is still there and it bubbles up quite strongly every now and again. I think I'm worried because the anger is very prevalent that, that, that it's bitterness, because it's yeah, going on then, so long, you know? Yeah. And then in and then in your case, you know, where you've stayed, you're like, oh, I can't you might be thinking, oh, I can't express this because it'll just drive him into the arms of another woman. Like if I'm yeah. you know, and and I've been reading about I don't know if we've talked about this before, but this thing called reactive abuse, which is I think that's what it's called. It's when, you know, you're feeling anger or a big feeling because of someone else's actions. And then you lash out and then they act like the victim. You know, my ex yeah. did this. My ex yeah. did this. Like just whenever I would, you know, yell or say something very angrily or, you know, he would play the victim and be yeah. like, oh my God. And he'd kind of whine to the therapist like, oh, she yelled at me and I... I couldn't stop crying and it was just like <laughs> oh fuck off yeah yeah every if they get the opportunity my husband did that a couple of times yeah but I do know that I remember feeling very very early on when I decided right if I'm gonna stay I couldn't be throwing it back at him every five minutes like every mm -hmm. argument we had every yeah. time I was upset with him every time you know as you know you annoy each other in relationships I couldn't throw it back at him and and I was very aware that right if you are committing to stay and move on you've got to stick to this you've you've got to make sure you don't do that and for the best part I didn't I didn't really nowhere near as much as I could have done it every day and I didn't really at all um not in a bitter way I say not in a really kind of insulting name calling humiliating I did it in a um very real and honest way when things cropped up or when I found out something yeah. or when I saw the affair partner that day and something happened I did do it in a very real kind of you fucking dick kind of way but I didn't do it in a really like all the time you better watch what you do because you did yeah. this and then no. like no I kind of wavered between that and then trying to be this perfect wife who he couldn't possibly want to you know abandon I don't know I hate yeah but then don't you find how can you honor your anger then how can no, you, you honor can't. that anger you can't and um I just think if you can't be your 
feel authentically like, yeah, you've got to honor your anger, but maybe find exactly like rather than in your case, rather than, you know, I think you can share it with him that you're feeling angry, but then find something to do with it, you know, find something productive. Yeah. Cause the anger is, I mean, because it's I not going to felt... change anything. It's not going to change no. anything. And but it's, it's so huge. Like I have never yes. felt rage like that in my life. Oh. Like, oh, like, yeah. like the Hulk, like proper vein popping, explosive volcanic rage. It wasn't anger. It was fucking rage. I literally felt like I could smash up shit. Like I was yeah. so, so angry. So angry. Yes. And you I don't definitely know. have to find a vent for yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're trying to repair your marriage, is it a good idea to, like, be like, I just need to yell at you for a while. Can you just let me yell at you? I don't know. I found yelling in the car helpful. I'm sure people in next to me on, on the road were like, what the hell? Yeah, a few times when I was running and I'd be running out in the middle of nowhere, I would just stand and scream because there was yeah. nobody there to hear me. That kind of stuff. I think it's finding those outlets like the running really helps because it just yeah. kind of it chewed up all that energy um yeah. but yeah it is is what to do with it but it's so difficult to I think it's a really good message to put out there is like be angry but be mindful of that slipping into the bitterness and resentfulness because that's yeah. where it just goes a bit it can get really dark yeah I think. Yeah. But it's definitely. such a thin line. <laughs> it is. Such a thin line. And, and I like, guess it's whatever it means to you. Like, you know, because I'm trying to define, like, the difference for me. And I guess when it's connected to my self-worth and my someone crossing a boundary, then I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sticking up to for me, anger. But the bitterness is more in... You know, if you're just, like, I just, I don't know, in my mind, I'm like washing dishes and I'm just like replaying something in my head and feeling really like just stewing in that. There's nothing good coming from that. Yeah. I mean, I saw a friend um, at this party I went to last night, one of my really good friends from here, and I haven't seen her in ages. And um, she was the one who put me onto a counselor when I came back here and I was really really not good she yeah. gave me the number of her um counselor and so I haven't seen her in ages and I saw her last night and she was like oh how's it going how are you how are things you know kind of thing and I was like yeah it's good and she was like oh are things good now you know have you are you still going to counseling and I was like no I haven't been in ages and everything and she was like oh do you feel you need to and I was like not really I said I'm I'm pretty good I'm pretty good I just when I when I do let things go and I kind of go, right, yeah, I am moving on and it's all done. And I do just, it's that whole, again, it's the anger that comes up from, oh my God, I can't believe how fucking pointless and <laughs> totally unnecessary, pathetic do you know what I mean? Just the whole sorry story, the whole yes. fucking sorry story of their pathetic behavior yeah. just still makes me so angry. 
And that I think is the bit, because I said to her, I said, look, if this wasn't in my life, then everything in my life is absolutely amazing. I've got a really good steady job. We're we're doing stuff to the house. The kids are both going to be in secondary school from September. Like we're not moving again. Everything is really going like we're really laying down roots and creating our life now. We're in this different stage of life and we have so much to be thankful for and happy about. Like if this wasn't in my life, yeah, like everything would be hunky-dory. It really would. Mm -hmm. And so I get really angry at that. Like I just still so fucking annoyed that you could have been so fucking stupid yeah. to have believed it all and like got sucked in by the fog and thought that it was vaguely real like how could you have been so fucking stupid that still really grates on me and I think that is where my anger kind of comes from because mm. that it's it's that stupidness that really snowballed and created all the other fucking stupid decisions yeah. which then created her behavior what she did what she did yeah and so when I was talking to my friend I could feel myself getting angry as I was saying that to her Mm -hmm. and um she said to me well you know has he been really remorseful because she kind of went I told her about the podcast and everything I said oh did I tell you I was doing podcasts she was like no she said do you want me to come on and just kind of bitch about men and I was like no it's okay and she was like I can she was like I can you know fucking bastards and all this stuff we were this is after a couple of drinks and she said oh and every time I see your husband I just kind of snarl at him and she was joking. I said, but she, she said to me, but is he remorseful? And I was like, yeah, he is really remorseful. And so we kind of talked about making amends. And she just said, at some point, you have to choose to just move on. And she's right. And and that is, I think that is the difficult bit is if you're holding on to bitterness and resentment, you can't move on. It's yeah. really difficult to move on. You get really stuck. But yeah. you still feel angry. So it's kind of going, okay, I'm allowed to feel angry at times. I'm allowed to when I bring up the f- fucking pointlessness of it all and what I've actually had to go through for something that could have been massively avoided. Mm-hmm. That anger is justified. It really is. So it, it's, it's definitely honoring it. Yeah. It's honoring, honoring it. it and going, hey, I, I feel you there. Thank you. But I mean, it's. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I worry. I mean, I don't, I'm not really worried, but I think I want to be able to move forward and maybe eventually meet someone else someday and um, trust them and try being in a relationship again. But um, I don't want my identity and my, I don't want it to be connected to, I don't want it, it to be connected to me being a betrayed wife. But sadly, it it's part of who I am now, right? Yeah. It's changed me. It's changed you. And so I don't want to erase it, but I don't want to identify with it. Like I'm so many more things and I'm really seeing that now. I'm so many more things than this woman whose husband cheated on her and went through hell. But it's... It's, but it's part of your life it's, experiences. It's, it's isn't part it? of my story now. It's part yeah. of my story. Um, 
and it will forever change the way I look at people, the way I look at men, women. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I think the thing with, with anger and bitterness as well is once you slip into the bitterness and, and it really does start to eat you up or it can really start to eat you up and you can get very vengeful and very, if I see them again, I'm going to do this and say this and do this. And, and the thing is the kind of fantasy in your head is that when you do those things, that some kind of satisfaction is going to come from it. Like they're going to feel bad or they're going to be put in their place or you're going to get that closure or you're going to make them see what despicable person they are or whatever it is, you're kind of playing in your head and, that isn't necessarily what is going to happen from it at all. And I was saying to you earlier, I was watching this video clip um, the other day with Professor Green in it. I don't know if people know who Professor Green, he's not a professor. (laughs) He's like a rapper. (laughs) Um, That's his like stage name. And um, he has been very open about the fact that his dad committed suicide and he had a very difficult relationship with his dad and the last words he said to him weren't very nice. They were quite negative and he gets asked a lot about whether he regrets that. And he was just talking, it was a really good video and he was just talking about how the thing is with these other people in your life that behave in a way that negatively affects you is that they carry their own narrative. So whatever they're doing they have a narrative that they play in their head or that they say to justify what they're doing. And and with him, he was talking about his dad being a shit dad and just not being there for him and not turning up. And his dad always had some kind of, oh, well, you know, I'm busy or I'm this or I've got responsibilities or it was hard or, you know, whatever it is. That's his narrative. So if you, you know, if you confront an affair partner or, you know, or the husband is, they've always got a narrative for themselves. And it doesn't mean that just because you get angry at them or bitter with them and and tell them what you think or say these things that you want to say, whether it's going to crack the narrative. They're not necessarily going to take on board how you see it or, you know, they can be full of denial and, you know. Exactly. Just like everyone in the world. And the only narrative that really matters is your own, you know. And I feel like if you are going to send shit in the mail or, you know, (laughs) pee on someone's carpet (laughs) when they're not home. Brilliant. Um, We had a, uh, yeah, just someone I know, she had to go into her ex's apartment to pick up her son's tablet and while she was there she left a little present on the carpet <laughs> and she told me about it and I loved it because if what if you're doing it for you yeah <laughs> then do it you know yeah that brought, just that little bit of personal satisfaction you know brilliant. like you can't do it to get a response you can't do yeah. it to to it's not going to change anything you don't know how the other person's going to take the thing but I don't know. As I keep saying, I wish I'd done more of that. I really do. Yeah, and I think the time that I confront, so I did confront the affair partner. Yeah. And I didn't really know what I was going to say. It was just on the off chance. I just was out running and she was out walking her dog and I saw her. And, and it. the only thing it did for me was it took away that whole, I think I've spoken about this before, I had this 
you have this fear of this affair partner being all these things that you're not and being this like amazing oh my god like who is she and what has she got that I don't have and and this fear and it took away that literally in an instant because I was just like oh my god seriously is that who I'm fucking worried about what a joke but in terms of being able to get my point across absolutely did nothing she got very hysterical very quickly wouldn't let me speak wouldn't listen to anything I had to say whatsoever at all and then kind of jumped on keyboard warrior style emailed my husband after (coughs) saying that I was intimidating and harassing her and this that and the other and I literally said very little so um yeah it doesn't always you don't always get what you're looking for when I think it is just those emotions, the anger that you pl- you have this fantasy in your head of what you want to say and how you want to make them feel and how you want it to go. But in reality, it doesn't always actually no. play out like that at all. No, no. So you have to find a way to get closure yourself. This is such an inside job and it's so fucking difficult and it so pains me to say it because I really want to be able to say to people, yep, do this, this, this and this and job done, you'll feel great. And it's- Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> you know, I've said this before too and it, it, you know, I just wanted like a guidebook at the beginning. You like what to expect when you're expecting, you know, those books. It's like, yeah, first trimester. It's like I wanted there to be a book that's like, okay, it's the it's the week one. Here's here's what's going to you're going to experience. Here's some ways to help you. Okay, now you're in week two, (laughs) you know, but there is no guidebook. It's different for everyone. And it just fucking sucks. And it is so, so much of it is a solo journey it really is and you've got to find within yourself that way to let go and Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily come from you know confronting anybody or saying this or trying to make them feel a certain way or I think you have to find your strength and yourself so that you can hold your head up high and just be you. I think that's the best way to get back at anybody is just to be you and be amazing and yeah. And, and know, just, just carry on your those, life. Redirect those thoughts, you know, like, like we have, like this is where we've channeled it. I channeled it into the blog and we yeah. channeled it into the podcast. And this is what we've created from it. This is what Maya Angelou was yeah. saying, create something, write something, you know, do something that, that's really what we've done with it, isn't it? Like channel it yeah. into this. Yeah. Um, Definitely. It's just finding but, that thing for you. And and it's, I don't know if this is worth anything, but the other night my daughter was in bed, which is when, you know, I get all the emotions. And she was feeling a lot of shame about something she'd done at school last year and having a hard time forgiving herself for it. And, you know, we just... I just held her and she cried about it. And she's like, I just can't stop thinking about it. And I said, well, when, what, when was the time that you felt really good about, like when you felt really proud of yourself, what was a moment in school where you really were kind to someone or, and so then she started thinking about that and she was like, mommy, it's working. I think it's really working. Like I'm feeling better. 
So I don't know for what it's worth. I know that's really simplistic, but it's like when we start feeling bitter, not angry, I think the anger needs to be acknowledged and respected, but the bitterness, you know, what's a way I can turn that around for myself? Just like focus on how far I've come or how much better my life is now in many ways for me anyway. Um, Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Mm. And just finding the compassion for yourself. It's just softening. Like bitterness is so, it's such a negative energy, but it's so easy to fall into and quite, you know, like you can justify it so easily because it's such a heinous thing. But it's all about self-preservation and looking after yourself and and bitterness is just going to eat you alive. No one else is going to give a shit. Especially not the affair partner. Like, no, oh, they're God. not going to care. They just, they're just going to use it to prove themselves right. Look, what an awful, bitter, crazy, fucking psycho she is. You know? Yeah. Even yeah. though you just want to fucking rip their head off and <laughs> just—I was going to say shit down the hole. <laughs> like that's just gonna—I'm letting that kind of anger come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we all have it in us though yeah we do it's so difficult and like and why is it so you know looked well upon to be like this kind-hearted you know forgiving woman it's like just rise above yeah rise above (laughs) what be the better be the better person yeah I, I, I don't mind being seen as someone you don't want to fuck around with or like you don't want to cross a boundary with that person. I don't mind that anymore. Whereas before I really thought, oh, I, I just want everyone to like me and think I'm nice and kind. And, and I am those things, but I don't know. I can be a real bitch too. And I kind of like that about myself. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the thing is... I think there is definitely something in being a bitch. And I think the thing is, I saw this quote once that said, um, I am not intimidating. You are intimidated. Yes. So their reaction to you, you know, don't do this or don't like that. The affair partner or the husband or whoever is going to be like, well, you're just acting crazy or you're just acting this. They want you to rise above and be the better person because it makes them feel better about what they did. So you're not necessarily being intimidating. Like I wasn't being intimidating when I was confronting her. Like I'm small. I'm not intimidating. I stood my ground, but I didn't shout. I didn't swear. I didn't get in her face and threaten her. I was just very matter of fact. That's not intimidating. But she was intimidated by me because of what she did. So they know, they know whether they show it or not, and however they project it, they know what they did was the shittiest fucking lowest of the low. They know that. Yeah. But very, very rarely are you going to see an outward kind of display of that. They have to defend themselves. They have to stand, you know, they've got to pass the blame or gaslight or whatever it is, be the victim because they know what they did is shitty and they know they've got absolutely no fucking leg to stand on whatsoever at all. 
And that usually projects onto you in, in some way to make you feel like you're being intimidated or you're intimidating, sorry, or you're being yeah. crazy or you're being out of order or you're being, yeah. why can't you just move on? Why can't you just this? Because it makes them feel better. You have to remember that. Yeah, definitely. It's such a hard one though. I just think the anger is still the longest remaining emotion that I struggle with. It's not even really mm. the sadness anymore. It's definitely mm. the anger. I definitely still could channel it in a rage room <laughs> even now, I reckon. For me, it's the anger for sure. And the biggest thing I still struggle with is other people seeing him as this really nice, wonderful person. Mm. That, but then doesn't that, that then that creates anger, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess it just it it, it just doesn't feel good. And it's yeah, it was, I was thinking like, what's the biggest thing I'm struggling with? And I would say that's it. It's like, you know, and then I, I want everyone to know what he did or yeah, that I, I had feel to that way about take him, I had to take him to court to get child support. And, mm. you know, he's just it's all a performance with him yeah but you know what I then other days I really don't care I'm like well they'll all find out eventually and yeah um yeah I feel that way about her definitely that whole everybody I want everybody to know what she's really like like they have this persona and they yeah play out a certain way to the public and actually oh I definitely say her name like when it ever comes up if it's someone who I think might know her I'll say oh you probably know her this is her name like I just say it matter of fact now like you should just beware don't leave her alone with your husband or yeah (laughs) but I do think that the thing is and I do I do agree with it um that if you live your life a certain way then your life choices catch up with you and there will be comeuppances in their life and they will come full short in certain areas and people will eventually see or whatever, unless they actually do the work and come around to, you know, what kind of person they are. But it's just that that's no real solace because you're not going to actually see any, you just want to see something like, you know, that makes you go, Hmm, yep. Justice is served, you know, but you just don't get that. You have to walk away and just let it go and trust that something's going to happen. And, Hopefully, maybe one day you might see it on hear Facebook. That, like she got monkeypox or something like that. You know, like is that so much to ask, universe? But I'm not bitter. I like to think I'm not bitter. I don't think you're bitter either. I don't think I'm bitter. I think I have moments where I can be bitter and I can catch myself and go, "Don't go down the bitter path, Patty." Yeah. Maybe stick with the anger. Yeah. It is a hard one. And I just really wish I had kind of something to say that I could say to them, you know, do this and you'll be able to move on and let it go. It's so difficult because that's all you want to do. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's having that person you can vent to though and talk to. I had, I have some amazing friends and, you know, sometimes I would just go for a walk and say, can I just vent? You know, do you mind if I just vent? And I would just vent and vent and vent and just having someone witness that and kind of go, amen. Yes, sister. <laughs> like just like someone yeah. just validate your anger. 
that's helpful. So yeah, you need to get out. That was helpful for me. Sometimes I would write, I would write letters to them sometimes, not to send them, but I would Mm. write like you fucking, you know, just how fucking dare you and you think this and and I would just scribble and scribble and scribble and scribble and scribble and, and, you know, and and get it out that way. I used to do that quite a lot. Um, And then I'd just burn them or throw them away or I've probably got a book of them somewhere I've forgotten about. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's definitely getting it out somehow and being allowing yourself to do that and not feeling bad for that it's just not going down the bitterness route Mm -hmm. well i hear little footsteps on my stairwell and i've got three dogs staring at me (laughs) (laughs) well patricia it's been a pleasure you too joe and I am going to sign off. Um, Hopefully that jumble of, hopefully that jumble made sense. I know. I always just feel such a hard one where we're kind of trying to really sort an issue out. And I never feel like we actually help anybody because it's just so hard. It is hard, but maybe just hearing like one thing in the podcast will make someone go, oh yes, that was helpful to me today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to start a dating life. That would help our, that will help our ratings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come on. I'm, well, listen, I want to, there's just nothing, there's nothing out there. Let me tell you. Um, but I'll, I'll keep trying. Keep looking. Okay. Okay. Have a good day. You do. Bye.